what a surrogate partner uh, basically brings into the world of healing, into the world of intimacy is a skilled professional that helps people understand their intimate connection to themselves as well as connection to others that they can explore with a surrogate and then be able to take into their their lives with themselves with the partners that they have in life or future partners welcome back intimates thanks for your support on patreon making this 2021 season possible This podcast is about all things intimate, relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. Today we're talking about sexual surrogacy. What is it? Who does it? How does it work? And is it sex work? Andre Lazarus, a surrogate partner and sacred intimate himself with over 10 years of experience in non-monogamy, joins us to give us the goods. His new project is the Open to More How to Navigate Consensual Non-Monogamy course at coming-closer.com. You can find him at Coming Closer with Andre on social media. Welcome everyone to another session of Intimate Interactions. I'm here with Andre Lazarus, an intimacy and sex coach, a surrogate partner, a sacred intimate, and someone who has over 10 years of experience in ethical non-monogamy. His new project is the Open to More, How to Navigate Consensual Non-Monogamy, which is a course, and you can find it at coming-closer.com. Welcome, Andre. Thank you so much, Richard. I'm super excited to have an intro on what sexual surrogacy is and learn more about how that ties into helping individuals and just the exploration of intimacy, because that's like literally the name of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to speak on it. And um, there's, I think a lot of people will recognize the term uh, sexual surrogacy or sexual surrogate um, more often, but the actual like um, proper term is um, surrogate partner. And what a surrogate partner uh, basically brings into the world of healing, into the world of intimacy is a skilled professional that helps people understand their intimate connection to themselves as well as connection to others that they can explore with a surrogate and then be able to take into their their lives with themselves with the partners that they have in life or future partners so where where surrogate partner um, therapy and um, surrogate partnership comes in and is quite unique is that in order for a surrogate to work with a client um, that client also has to be working with a licensed therapist so there's actually this really beautiful triad that takes place where a client working through any form of concern or dysfunction in in their intimate life um, will be connected to a therapist and as well as connected to a surrogate partner. And that's that's the role that I that I take on as the surrogate partner. Um, so this has been going on um, since the late 60s, early 70s, uh, created by uh, Masters and Johnson, um, very formidable individuals in the realm of understanding sexuality and intimacy that are you know, still studied today. 
and um, I I went through training with the uh, International Professional Surrogate Association, known as IPSA, which has been around since again that time, and it's uh, it's one of the most beautiful ways that people can find healing, that talk therapy. Um, or some form of like, you know, prescribed medication might not be able to solve. And, you know, these are just a few examples, but it could be someone with a, a disability who has, um, whether that be physical or a mental disability that has not allowed them to create intimate connections with other people. And it's actually affected the rest of their lives because of it. So for instance, if um, you might have someone um, who um, was prescribed with Down syndrome or um, severely autistic, and they've been unable to create that connection with another human being that's affecting the way that they're able to really find peace and joy in their life, bringing in a therapist and then bringing in a surrogate partner can help to unlock some of those those stuck moments in their life that they can now kind of walk in kind of reborn in a way and um, some really beautiful stories around people who have found success in surrogate partner uh, therapy uh, there's a movie um, that came out i think around 2012 called the sessions uh, there's even a new movie out on Hulu called uh, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, which while the character might be presenting as what is an escort, um, a lot of the work outside of the, the actual physical sexual space is attuning to the, the client, then you are able to kind of see some really beautiful growth in people because of it. So I'm excited that we're talking about this. Yeah, I've, I've actually seen um, some of Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, and it's it's pretty good. It was It's so far been really a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I definitely mm -hmm. thought it was going to be more of like a B performance, like kind of like a modern, I don't know, Sleepless in Seattle or something. And it, it, <laughs> yeah. it really isn't. Like yeah. it really has, it comes into its own and it has a lot of really um, like like surprisingly heartwarming moments. Very much so. And I think the best way for those who have not seen it and are interested in seeing it, looking at um, at uh, Leo Grand, uh, the, the the male uh, body protagonist, as the surrogate partner. And mm -hmm. if, um, I forget her name, I forget the, um, the actress. Yeah, she's super famous. She is super famous, I'm blanking. I'll but look it up for you. Her, her as the client. And then within the, that um, exchange, there was also be a therapist that she would be also be talking to, and as well as Leo as the surrogate. So in that triad, there's a relationship amongst all the individuals. So myself as the surrogate will also be having a relationship with the therapist and talking through our strategy, the things that are coming up for the client and being able to come up with a plan. Because the idea is we want this person, this individual to be able to not stay with us for the rest of their lives. We want to get them to a point where they feel comfortable and grounded and safe in their own two feet to be able to go out into the world and create the magic that we're all three creating, um, you know, together in this triad. Mm -hmm. uh, the actress is Emma Thompson playing the character. Emma Thompson. Oh, she did such a beautiful job in that movie. And a lot oh, of shit. it's very interesting. A lot of the ways that, 
um, they've connected and some of the exercises that she does in that movie are very much part of the way that we interact and we work with with clients. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, is it a form of sex work? So it's a it's an interesting topic because while there is no rather than looking at it as sex work, I look at it as intimate work. I look at it as intimate mm -hmm. connection. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there's, you know, right now there's no real law that states anything around the illegality of what is surrogacy because the goal is not to get to a point of like there being some form of sexual exchange. The goal is to bring someone comfort into their body and being able to recognize the way that emotions, feelings, turn-ons come on to them and be mm. able to talk them through that. So um, while, you know, a surrogate might engage with someone in a physical manner that, you know, where there might be, there might be like physical touch that, that takes place, the goal isn't to create a penetrative sexual experience that might come in escort work. So, right, right. Yeah. So the idea is really to help that person feel more embodied through touch, through caress. And when they do that, then when they're interested in these more explicit forms of sexual interaction, they can take that into their relationships that they form outside mm. of outside of that dynamic with with mm -hmm. surrogacy yeah it sounds a lot more like uh like somatic therapy with with a little bit of or or with a with a leaning into um like actually touching the client yes yeah i think you put that very well like yes it's very somatic um in the way that it comes on and there's certain restrictions that like certain therapists that um, aren't able to go with their clients just due to the confines of what they're allowed um, from the, their their yeah. guidelines ethically. And that's where the surrogate partner comes in, where they're able to be this really beautiful, like addition to the therapy that's happening between the therapist and the client. Got it. Yeah. You are the, um, um, you're the uh, the lightning rod for transference. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, you you I, keep the therapist safe. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, you know, there's, while I think, um, when did this happen? I want to say it was in 2019 or 2020, maybe it was 2020, where Kamala Harris basically was asked the question, and I forget where it was, it was in San Francisco around surrogacy and her thought of it should be illegal or not, like if, it, if it's something that is unethical. And she said very plainly that she believed that it was therapy and that it was something that was able to be um, offered in a legal fashion. So mm -hmm. um, I've used that as a, as a go-to whenever I talk about surrogacy because a lot of people look at it as what is like sex work and again, in mm. at least um, most of the United States, we'll speak in the U.S., most of the United States outside of a few cities, um, you know, sex work is still looked at as illegal and something that um, isn't supposed to be like um, done uh, as far as, you know, in the, the confines of the U.S. law. So 
I can say that um, being a surrogate partner um, is not is not sex work, and it's something mm-hmm. that um, goes beyond in my just in my experience and my um, my knowledge of it. It goes beyond the idea of what is sex work because you're you're not. It's not goal oriented around trying to sex. get someone off or trying to right. just provide like this idea of pleasure we've had this experience and then go off and you know do your thing with surrogacy with this therapy you might be working with a client for years you might be working with someone where you could meet with them 15 or 16 times before you actually even get close enough to hug because this mm. individual might be coming to you with something as traumatic as being molested or raped at a very young age in any form of like person in a room with them um, showing any form of interest could immediately shut them down and trigger Mm -hmm. their past trauma. So Mm -hmm. we have to walk a very delicate line with how we approach people because the last thing we want to do is re-trigger or or reactivate. So um, it's... It's something that is so nuanced. I, I look at it as a combination of what would be considered more traditional sex work and talk therapy. And you kind of combine those two into this new, it's not really new, but just a, a new perspective of how you can bring healing to someone. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And I think, I, I know that I have some activisty friends who would balk at the idea of, of, discounting something as sex work that some might consider so yeah but there's the nuance that you sort of brought up about legality where you know individuals like pole dancers might feel really comfortable calling their work sex work because they aren't at risk of being thrown in jail for it you know like pole dancing's not suddenly going to become illegal everywhere and by by describing pole dancing as sex work they feel they're normalizing i believe um and legitimizing sex work itself and helping Whereas if you're in a, I don't want to even say necessarily gray area, but if you're in an area that isn't illegal yet and is at risk of being easily misunderstood, I can understand why some people don't feel like they have the privilege of sort of lifting up sex workers and instead feel like it's more important to sort of carve out their own space as a separate and distinct. Thing. Yeah. And and thank you for naming that. Yeah, I First, I want to say openly on on air that i completely support uh all all forms of sex work i think it's a beautiful and necessary way for people to not only receive intimate connection and healing but for the workers themselves to also be able to provide a service that they're very skilled at um and we still unfortunately live in a in a world where we have to be be cautious about all of the things that we talk about and words mean things. So um, I I believe that however you as an individual in the work you do want to name yourself and identify, then go for it and say it as loud and proud as you want. And if you're in certain types of work that might be a little bit more taboo and you don't feel the comfort or safety of doing so, you can still do that work and there should be no shame in not having to like shout it from the rooftops with everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Andre. Do you have any last last pieces you wanted to add around sexual surrogacy? Yeah, um, I would say uh, if you're someone or if you know someone who you believe would be a really good candidate for this type of work, 
to um, uh, check out um, IPSA, the International Professional Surrogate Association. Um, you can find them online. I believe um, it's uh, surrogatepartnertherapy.org, um, if, I can, if I can recall. All right. I'll find the link and post it in the show notes. Okay. Thank you Great. so much for your time, Andre. Thank you, Victor. So how did you like it, Intimates? Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash Intimate Victor or tweet me at Intimate Victor or follow my Instagram, you guessed it, at Intimate Victor. If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes. Or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords, and played by an AI-rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well. <laughs>